Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Perspectives Podcast. I am Holly Kalua. My special guest today is Everett Brooks. He is an amazing second grade teacher at a public elementary school in a very small community. He hasn't been in second grade all of these years. He spent uh, about 23 years learning. (laughs) I should say learning instead of teaching because it seems like uh, teachers learn uh, every year from a new batch of students. I'm looking forward to hearing what Everett has experienced with his K through eight school, teaching every class except third. Welcome, Everett. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell me about your 23 years in teaching. And what is it about teaching that you keep coming back every year and you take on a new class and new uh, adventure? Well, it started kind of in a, in a weird way for me. Um, I had a regular job and took my wife out to a little area by water, and we were dreaming, and I just said my dream would be to retire and become a teacher. And she said, why wait? So the next year, I started my teaching credential program. Wow. First of all, you have an amazing wife (laughs) that's so supportive. And how wonderful is that? You know, how many people don't identify what their dream is? And they just kind of go through life kind of meh. And you were able to identify that dream, communicate it, and then have her support you in pursuing that. That's wonderful. So 23 years you've done, you've taught every grade but third. That's like having a line of of World Series trophies and there's that one year that you didn't get the trophy. So maybe you'll get to teach third grade eventually. Hopefully. Yes. Um, It it would be nice to end with having taught K-6 all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I always heard that third grade was the best. But in my experience, I haven't found when it's not the best. So I've enjoyed teaching fifth and sixth, and I've also enjoyed teaching first and second and all the other grades. So I'm waiting for third now. Well, I was a substitute for first and second, third and fourth, seventh and eighth. And I think first and second was um, my easiest, (laughs) my easiest day, I'd say. Um, Although kindergarten dress up was, was fun too. Forgot to explain, so Perspectives Podcast is my general podcast, and I want to thank you, Everett, for being a guest on Shelter in Place Schoolers series. So for short, I call it SIP Schoolers, and I wanted to find out your story, um, how you ended up in the Shelter in Place uh, distance teaching or online teaching, not sure what you're referring to, your new state of, uh, of the classroom. Well, we didn't have much chance to really get ready for it uh, on Friday. Uh, so we went, went on shelter-in-place on, on the Monday. On Friday, we were hearing a few rumors. People were, wa- people were watching the news. And then Saturday, I, we were getting emails from the principal and back and forth to each other. And the official news didn't come out until Sunday of about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, luckily, we were already starting to work on what we would do in case school was canceled. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've had teachers who had already spent eight hours on Saturday, who did another eight hours on Sunday, and then school was actually canceled on Monday for all students. And we went to school and spent the entire day um, getting our final packets ready mm-hmm. and copying them. And then on Tuesday, 
we all showed up and handed the packets to the students as they came through the the bus line, basically, in their car. And we checked off their names and gave them their hard packets for with three weeks' worth of work. Mm. And how strange is that to, to see your children goodbye? You know, you can't hug them, and you're not going to see them for three weeks, and someone's going to be taller when they come back. <laughs> yeah, we actually just got final word uh, this evening that March, um, we won't start school again until May 1st. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah, we're going to be trying to get packets again ready so that we can make it to May 1st. Okay. And so do you expect the school year is going to end late? Since normally, when do you end? May something? June? Uh, we're gonna, we go until the first week of June on our calendar. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know how they're going to make up the time. Uh, we did. I got out of 24 students, only two had not picked up their packets on the Monday. And I, I am not aware if, if the other two ended up showing up and, and picking them up. I, and I ended up with the last six making personal phone calls to make sure they got the word that we were handing out packets for the three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a concern on both your side and the parent side. How's this going to work? Uh, you know, Will the parents understand uh, the directions and the concepts? And of course, our favorite uh, math. Uh, I have my husband in charge of, of math for Emily. And so are they going to uh, text you or how, how are they going to receive the support? And do you have any tips on, on parents navigating this by themselves? My, my primary contact, because I had been saving up for the last two to three years, and I finally purchased enough Chromebooks that I have one-on-one Chromebooks for students. Oh, wonderful. Unfortunately, they, they were locked up in, in the classroom, mm. and I couldn't access them, so I couldn't get them to students, mm-hmm. even though they're my personal computers. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get permission to hand them out, because at school, we have software that protects students from the internet, mm-hmm. and at home, we're, we're not sure if it's protected through the, through the same system. Mm-hmm. Uh, writing journal for them to do in writing, mm-hmm. and we're starting to work on a animal report, so there's also uh, some YouTube um, videos on how to write an animal report that they could watch before they looked up their animal. Mm-hmm. I have a science tab with Mystery Science, mm-hmm. which I was using in the classroom. Um, for math, I have a Prodigy Game, which is a, a nice math, general math game by grade level. Uh, there's a little bit too much game in it. And not <laughs> I was going to say enough, that. Yeah, that sounds great for and the not kids. quite enough math for me. Mm, mm-hmm. But uh, there's also um, extra math, which is more just basic facts. Mm-hmm. Neat. So what do you think are going to be the biggest challenges uh, that you could help parents as far as, um, you know, there's two hats they're wearing now, parent and teacher. Do you have any tips on... Do you wear one hat and you hold school in a certain part of the, you know, front room and that's where school is and then mom's over here? Um, how I, I have no idea because this is all new for me. I'm trying to figure it out also. Uh, or how you, I, I'm thinking the teachers get more respect than, than I do as a mom. So, you know, I even tried using an English accent to see if 
if she would respect me more. She's like, no, no, just be mom. And I'm like, okay. So um, what are your tips for that? Well, it, it kind of goes along with homework. Mm-hmm. Most students a quieter spot where they're not going to be distracted by siblings or noises. Um, a lot of my students are playing school. Mm-hmm. So they get their, their special spot, even if it's at the kitchen table. Okay. And they act like they're at school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if they're the ones that, the ones I have contact with are using Google Classroom, mm-hmm. and I can actually comment to them. Out of the, out of the twenty four, I have eight that are using it consistently. The I have about five more that have access, but I haven't seen them on there mm-hmm. that often. The most of my, the first week I spent just trying to make sure kids were connected to the different programs and parents knew how to get them on. Um, but my percentage is, is pretty low for uh, having students actually doing the work that I can see and I can comment on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is the packets, which I don't know how many we're, we're going to get back or if kids are actually doing them. Yeah, it, every week is going to be different, new challenges and new accomplishments and um, you know, I know from watching the news that, you know, the schools being closed it was controversial for quite a while. The concern is um, kids that aren't in school are going to get in trouble. Well, shelter in place kind of takes care of that. But kids uh, normally count on getting, you know, breakfast, lunch at school. And now that they're not at school, um, how is your, your uh, community handling that challenge? So right now, we're basically running it as a bus route, mm-hmm. and I, I have not actually seen it because I'm out of, I'm about 15 minutes away from the school area, um, but they have different bus stops they stop out, stop at and deliver lunch, uh, uh, sack of lunches to the kids, and I know that's daily, but I, I believe they were saying they were trying to load up mm-hmm. two or three days worth at a time mm-hmm. so that even if you didn't get there every single day, you had more than one meal prepped for you. And they've increased that, but the number of bus stops, and they've announced that to the general public now. Yeah, there's there's so much that school provides for children, and it, sometimes we don't realize it till you know, the absence of it. For one, I, you know, I'm hearing you guys are working Saturday and Sunday and prep and um, I'm, I'm just appreciating the teaching community so much more, the, the amount of commitment, uh, that you have for the children and their, their success. And, and, you know, there's the balance between what you're expecting scholastically and then knowing, you know, going through the stress and they don't have the same environment and kids, so my daughter gets on the, the Google Classroom, they'll set, hey, everybody's on at 10 tomorrow. That gets them on communicating to each other, getting some instruction from the teacher, and then uh, a lot of chatting and bonding after, <laughs> trying to peel it peel it out of her hands after that. I've been hearing the same thing yeah. from my students. Mm-hmm. Um, one student said, I, I miss school, I miss you all, uh, is kind of the general comment. Mm-hmm. Um so that they are missing the school environment mm-hmm. and that personal connection. So what is, um, you know, I'm thinking there's a risk, you know, with all of this, of course, that um, how are you going to deal with parents that get 
behind in the homework and just snowballs and how, you know, how can you support them to make sure the kids don't fall behind and kind of compromise their placement for next year? That is, that is a concern right now. Um, two-thirds of my students, I don't know if they're working or not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's often related to the homework. Mm. There's some kids that just don't do the homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're busy with siblings and other things. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I am really concerned about those students. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing we're going to do, it's actually tomorrow. On Friday, we go outside on the playground before school starts. I play music to the whole school, and then we do a flag salute. Okay. Now, wait, wait, I got to hear this part. So this is what you normally do. When you play music, are you on a bugle, a piano, uh, iPod? <laughs> I'm actually on, on an iPod. I have okay. a school iPod, and then I have my iPhone uh-huh, uh-huh. because of the ability of the program to organize in the playlist. Okay. So I have a, a playlist. I have about 2,000 songs, mm-hmm. and... Students come up and ask for a song, and I have a sound system that's pretty loud, and we play it out on the playground. And then we have a wireless mic for the principal to make comments and announcements and conduct the flag salute with a class of students. And so you're going to do a virtual flag salute with the students tomorrow? or We're actually going to get in our cars mm-hmm. individually. Okay. And do a big parade. I'm going to set up the generator in the back of my car with our sound system and play music. And a bunch of teachers are going to drive through the community playing the song. And (laughs) we have a flag available and I can do some flag songs as well. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's it's it's going to be fun, semi bonding six feet apart from each other's teachers in your car. But how how neat is that? And uh, really a message to the kids. Hey, we care about you. We miss you. You know, they might not fight as much when they come back. Who knows? <laughs> they, uh, forgive each other a little bit more. Well, I have really enjoyed learning more. Each teacher, each school, each situation is so unique and so interesting. And, you know, was there any last tip or point you'd like to make as far as um, managing in this shelter-in-place environment for parents and students? I'm just trying to make it as fun as possible. Mm-hmm. Our first three-week packet we set up as review mm-hmm. because we were concerned that we weren't able to teach the concepts. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to move away from that because now they announced that we're not going to go back to school until May 1st. Mm-hmm. So we've now lost April. Right, so right. I can't lose all those concepts not being taught. We're going to have to review and actually start thinking about how are we going to teach concepts to kids and be able to communicate back and forth to them so that we make sure they understand it. Because in the classroom, I'm keying in to what each kid needs mm-hmm. and adjusting how I teach them by where what problems I see they're having. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult to do online right right and then you know I'm thinking it's March there's you know different environment businesses that initially closed 
people furloughed now, you know, depending on how long we're sheltered, will there be layoffs? And then you have the parents who are now home home uh, with the finance and the, the struggles of that life change for them. Do they have the, you know, fortitude to now <laughs> try and figure out these concepts? So the benefit is they would be home and could be focused on uh, teaching the students. So it seems like uh, you'll be quite busy and being in communication with uh, parents and students trying to keep the pulse pulse on your class and and you have a pretty big size class too 24 that's a it's a lot to juggle it is a challenge i'm going to be calling every single one tonight and Mm -hmm. checking in Mm -hmm. seeing how how that we can communicate more often and more effectively and efficiently Mm -hmm. and so that's probably going to take me three or four hours Well, yeah, you could tell them you were interviewed on a podcast so their teacher could be famous. <laughs> well, thank you, Everett, for being a fantastic guest on our Shelter in Place Schooler series. As I uh, call SIP Schoolers, you've joined us on Perspectives Podcast. I'm Holly Kalua. Hopefully we'll have you back on Everett for a update see how things are going, and uh, wish you well on your family health. Well, thank you very much, and I hope all parents just teach them up. Yes, I love it. Thank you.